uh, munching on chips, so and appetite. sugars, yeah. appetite, yeah, and the wrong things, and those affects big time. Mm -hmm. So that would made to fall them off. We had to untangle that before they, because that was what they doing hardly on the weekends. Rest of the week, kind of, there was off, and Saturday, Sunday, there was off the rails usually, and then it was like, but I'm, I'm good all days. So I was like, yeah, but like those days when you're catching up on those two, your appetite's so high because you just destroy the whole week. in and yeah. an, uh, another extra 2,000 calories every day, and that takes out us of deficit the whole rest of the week. Let's see what songs we're gonna start on. Boom, 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 boom. One, two, one, two. Bop, 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 bop. Test, test. How was that? All right. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Hello, Andres. Hey, hey, hey. How are you, man? All good. Keeping well, yeah? Yeah, thanks, man. Welcome to the podcast. So, just to start very easy about something about your background, to, uh, if you can say something about yourself. Uh, how did you become a personal trainer and how was your early journey until you got to this point? Some, some, something interesting about you. Interesting. <laughs> I'm not sure how, how deep you want me to dive in, but uh, yeah, I've been training. I'm originally from Latvia, so once I come here, came here, I wasn't a PT. I've been here for eight years now and I actually decided once I was here, actually, I want to become a PT, like personal trainer. From the beginning was like, I think it was the idea that I was training myself classic and I was like, oh, I love to train. So people asking for advice, so probably I'll, I would be a good trainer. Wrong. But yeah, I took that path. I started actually with, I wasn't sure is my English so good. So I started to take an up uh, work to work in customer service to improve my English in Zara. Yeah. So I would be forced one-to-one, face-to-face, -to -face, communicate with people and not on the course level. You know, it was like once they, usually they say the course, what you finish in your language only understands people who was in you with that, in that course. So it's like really plain technical language. So I wanted more so slangish street level, like normal communication level mm -hmm. of language. That's all. Yeah, I was like, I think I... I grounded there for a good few years, improved my English, uh, finished the PT course and never looked back. <laughs> mm -hmm. And happily so. I mean, there would have been, to be honest, like, yeah, I wouldn't lie that there was been points where I've been good few times, wanted to pull out and just give up PT only because it wouldn't be like people over romanticize, glorifies things. It was like, don't probably talk so much how much effort actually it takes and you need to put in as being fully 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 self-employed it's not something you show up and it's like hey i'm here where's my hours where's my money 
And yeah, it bites back at some point when you a little bit relax. And a lot of things would be like your personal stuff, uh, knowledge. Um, a lot of things could fall in a way and things wouldn't work out in some gyms, maybe wrong collective. Uh, the why wouldn't be that one. Uh, you wouldn't fit in. Clients wouldn't be wouldn't be the ones what would suit you the best. And you just have to, all I can say for everyone who ever struggles, just stick to it. Keep on going, find a different way. It's like nothing wrong with you. Like if you have open mind and are willing to learn and you don't fall in, into those few ones, I know everything, I know better. It's like, you're gonna be good. Just be genuine and go for it. There's always people who needs help, especially these days people can afford a PT and uh, a lot of them realize uh, they can benefit and improve their lives with it. And we are there to help them. And oftentimes it's way, way, way beyond reps, sets and KGs. So it, what is it about? It's more so, uh, everyone, a lot of people would come in and was like, like, cool, I can get everything on YouTube. I was like, yes, you can go for it. It was like, there's a lot of information. And at the same time, there's a lot of misinformation. And I wouldn't say that people brings in misinformation. It's the language what's been used. And the, it, there is always on every topic, I'd say when, when people ask the question, there's, it depends as an answer. It's not like black and white. Yeah. And when people say something, I was like, oh, cool. Uh, low carb diet is good or um, high protein diet is good. What is true, but it depends. Again, that's why it's called personal training. Yeah. There's some golden benefits, obviously, like a, same as in exercise, there is a compound mm -hmm. moments, what is golden basics, but can you go without them? Absolutely. Yeah. It's again, it was like, so when people is saying, it was like, oh, you must follow this. And then people would be really re religiously sticking to those things and forcing them kind of and people who is not really into the fitness they would get scared away and they would never find the joy into movement and some of them would never need even to say pick up dumbbells they would be okay actually working out with trx's getting or runs body bands. weight resistance bands yeah and, yeah and obviously i don't think so it's the way but some of them would feel like that's okay for them. And they would, from where they was, where they comes forward and might, most likely they might, after that good few years with only, let's say, working with those accessories, they might progress forward. But you don't have to force those things and some people who is not in. I just have found like, if you can find a way how not to overcomplicate, but simplify and make it more enjoyable and fun, that's where I see always results and lo long-term results. So people actually yeah. would not just to come show up, bring me results, I'm out of here. And once we finish, they're not doing it because it's hard and complicated rather than finding some type of routine, what you enjoy. I would usually discuss with them as like, give them three exercises for the lower body. We need some hip hinge, we need some knee bend. So quad moving, glute in, in, involved in, it was like whether that's reverse lunge, walking lunge, uh, some type of squat pattern like the one what they can repeat and are able to get stronger, let's work on that. And then somewhere throw in and see is those things which you really don't like. There's usually a reason why they don't like them. They're bad. Usually they're not good at it. Yeah. And they then should just be doing it. To, yeah, exactly. And then just it was like, okay, let's first get a little bit stronger, gain some stability and then 
get into it slowly just to try that's, that's where the education really comes in from personal trainer or fitness instructor to see you know either the personal training client or participant in a group fitness exercise and to be able to educate them why they need what they need because yeah. if i go to car mechanics i don't expect to know and analyze my car i bring the car there and they should find faults and yep. and make yep. sure i'm safe i'm not expected to know i expect them to tell me what i need yeah that's true but like if people have resistance i was like oh i hate this exercise and that's the first ring usually for <laughs> me like a little smile i was like i'm just noting this down this is what we're gonna do because you hate it it was like and more and more, more, more like 99 of them is like it's like because i noticed with myself so why well, don't do that one i'm just i'm just shitting it it's mm -hmm. like i don't i'm not good at it so i started to do it like some type of regression form and then you slowly progress into it and it rolls down it was like two few months after i was like hey where's my favorite exercise i used to hate it so much and then you'd say them it's like yeah remember you hate it yeah. Yeah, yeah i was like that's exactly why we was doing it just to get better at it and then you realize like you don't hate it it's just you wasn't good at it yeah just a confidence there's one thing i wanted to ask um you know when you have people who are obese someone who is let's say over 120 kilograms up to 140 kilograms weight and you know it's slow even though they lost like 10 kilos it's stagnation and it's taking slow what would you recommend to those people who just just can't seem to get those last 20 30 kilos like you know is it mental is it planning is it nutrition exercise but when you see someone is really improving exercising you know regularly and still is there a secret method for that sort of like very resistant uh, is it metabolic uh, syndrome is it some kind of whatever it is so do you have some tips on that yeah i would really look into them with those people in as well i would ask them usually to do the blood work for themselves same as you bring the car to the mechanics uh, to the ncd mm -hmm. to see what's happening with the horm hormones is not responsible it's a cal 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 calories what's responsible still though some of them tend to have a really high estrogen and really lower testosterone but you would see that by the body as well to be honest like they would be so what really that would be salt hanging they would look uh they would be usually i, I, I got it to be honest uh two guys who was like that but you could see by the body so we came out they were drinking a lot of beer and okay. alcohol smoking weed uh so that affect that hormonal aspect on it so probably from the weed would hit and beer would make you a bit more hungrier they would overeat um munching on chips so and appetite, sugars yeah. appetite yeah and the wrong things and those affects big time mm -hmm. so that would made to fall them off we had to untangle that before they because that was what they doing the hardly on the weekends rest of the week kind of there was off and saturday sunday there was off the rails usually and then it was like but i'm i'm good all days i was like yeah but like those days when you're catching up on those two your appetite's so high because you just destroy the whole week in yeah. another extra 2000 calories every day and that takes out us of deficit the whole rest of the week so those weekends tend to be like even before going out and drinks it was like if you yeah i can have pizza you can have everything but not, not all of it like you can have everything by a little bit just pull yourself back if you on yeah. a mission if you're not in that position it was like don't restrict yourself but you if you're on a mission it was like people around you will be saying it's good it's fine it was like they're not in your position they've never been there for years 
there's like accept yourself as you is. It was like I can't accept myself as I am. I'm here for the change for a half year, year. I'm on a journey. Yeah. Those people should like support them a little bit. Yeah. And understand it was like I know it's like tendency in culture it was like accept yourself and everything. But those people been couldn't accept themselves. They they wasn't probably for the years before like that, and then they turn it by the bad habits into something what they're not willing to look into the mirror. So for those ones, definitely would be sometimes we would have to really, really break down, sit down and was like what we are eating, where is our energy expenditure? Because it doesn't stop just like that. Obviously, your metabolic uh, rate would adapt. Metabolism will slow down if you started from 2000 calories and you was losing, let's say, for two months on 2000 calories with your current training, whether is existing or not and activity, it would adapt a little bit to that one. So you're, you you probably lose two, three kgs, your body weight is lower, that lower body weight requires a little bit probably less energy to spend, you're lighter. It's like small difference, but it is. And then you stagnate at some point and you have to look then really deeper in, it was like, cool. Am I really strict with the, those numbers with the diet wise? Or I am like more or less, if you are approximate, the results will be approximate. If you're looking for specific results, same as in training or in fat loss, you have to do specific things. You have to be way, way stricter. There's a lot of approaches being people who, um, I stopped it to do, to be honest, I stopped it to do and give meal plans. Why? People been, I've been seeing only two week results and then they're falling off they would be like, I don't really eat those things. I was like, okay, let's it's hard to keep that. Isn't something it? else. I was like, yeah, because once you go through what they eat in general, there's some 60% of it. It's absolutely fine. It's mostly proportions, not a exact foods. Yeah. So you would need just to adjust that one, the proportions of it. And it was like, when you choose to do what you have for the breakfast, you just have a porridge out. I have it for the year. Something's like grand, but you, that those carbs wouldn't be so beneficial as the, amino acids in the morning, like a protein replenishment. It's not like you are used all your carbs during the sleep. It's more so protein being more Used up for repairs, yeah. 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 And that's what you would need for. And then it helps that first big hit with the protein and breakfast uh, helps with the appetite, satiety. And once they manage that, usually I'm giving them second, third meal to manage. And usually they would aim for higher protein intake. Yeah. I would give them, give them anywhere two to two point, even sometimes it's ridiculously 2.5 grams per kilogram. They, 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 they don't. Or just they, of they, muscle they, mass? Hmm? Of body weight or just muscle mass? Because, body weight. Because if somebody's more overweight, so you, you mentioned the other day we were chatting and I was trying to extract some good info from you. So I called you yeah. and, and so you said, the protein is thermogenic, so the more protein you eat, like 40% of it goes... No, not 40, tw up to 20% would uh, be used just to process it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so a good few hundred calories from your 2,000 calories, at least two, three, so three two the, to 400 so calories. So what's the benefit then, then for people who want to do weight loss and eating such a high amount of protein is like they will definitely feel much more satisfied. They don't will they will not satiety, so yeah, because that would affect your blood glucose level as well as that. For the muscle growth, obviously, we want a little bit of carbs to get that insulin spike. Mm -hmm. But once we with that protein, we more or less regulate it, and that helps prevent those spikes. 
and those mm -hmm. cravings. But usually, so when you in. when you say insulin spike is good for muscle growth, we are we're talking about post workout, isn't it? Just to get the carbohydrates with protein, yeah, I would just say to spike it a little bit. In general, like with a little bit spike it, I'd say with every meal you would want it a, a little some type of carb. It still spikes the deliveries happening in the body quicker with it. You want some insulin spike with it with all of it. You can't just cut it off. That's more so, I don't know, like what they do in keto, what I have tried, but like that's as well. That's again, it's like, that's pure fats and, 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 and meat, let's say, and protein. So it's not very sustainable for most people absolutely anyway. Absolutely not, absolutely not. Yeah, and it's carbs is not for your epilepsy. Enemy. Yeah, yeah. I, I tried it out for a good few months and uh, that's what, what the outcome was. I realized like, cool, it's not sustainable. It's not something what I would leave on like obviously balanced, just balanced, high protein balanced uh, diet, I think is the most sustainable and most beneficial for everyone, unless you have any type of condition or restrictions or something you have to look deeper into. It will be harder for vegans to get all these uh, very grainy um, yeah. proteins. No, um, no. It's, it's harder to get those high proteins. From yeah, I would have high. to ask them, but they struggle with a lot of, I think, I don't know, yeah, I never dialed in really deep in with someone who is like true religion, like vegan. Mm -hmm. I just know they whatever was the reason, whether that's trend or something. Once you go down, I was like, okay, you don't take your amino acids, you don't get your B vitamins, your iron, and there is like a lot of issues. And down two years later, they running into the health issues and they pulling out, and it was like, okay, yeah, it wasn't really way to go so religiously for it. I was like, yeah, it's like. Just There's always gold and everything. Yeah, exactly. It was like with everything. I was like, it makes you like look. I was like, why, why so bad? You, what you what you try to do with those animals? Save them. It doesn't the world doesn't work that way. Well, it's their choice anyway. So I wouldn't really force someone actually not to follow that. Since yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, would I, I, I completely so respect. Be. I completely respect that. You know, if somebody decides for that. Yeah. They like a lot of people should also understand that what you're gonna substitute with. So a lot of vegetarians will jump into a lot of pasta and sugar and all that stuff, and yeah. which makes it actually worse. Yeah. And all those what is those specially made? Mm -hmm. I've noticed those special made kind of vegan foods. Once you check them, they're so high in fat. I wouldn't say like it's like sometimes I check it was like a lot of palm oil and stuff, and uh, it doesn't look like something. Stuff. Yeah, I was like it doesn't. I know you. You're voiding the meat, but it doesn't look better. Yeah, this looks like you, you, you're sustained with something change. And I was like, was like that doesn't look like a yeah. food food. I was, I was born and raised like in not, I won't say hunter gatherers, but in <laughs> hunter hunters family. So I've been eating yeah. meat since I was born, mm -hmm. and absolutely okay with it, hunting it, chopping it, uh, skinning it like animal. So I'm okay with the blood with the meat, and uh, I prefer to get it my way. It's like to hunt it, and. Yeah, I'm, I'm, for me, it's like just, I'm, I'm, you have to look in those those people as well, I think from the backgrounds where they come from. I met few clients who been vegans. One of them was actually, she said just, uh, it came out so, so per, she wasn't eating protein as a child. So parents wasn't, let's say, educated enough and they were just like, fine, whatever, eat what you want as a kid. Mm -hmm. And then she developed her body in teenage years that she was trying to eat something and had some kidney issues. So body didn't, I don't, I never heard about it, to be honest, only about her develop the, she didn't develop the ability to break down the protein. 
Really? Yeah. So well, she that would can have, be dangerous. Because yeah. So we, she would essential be, amino acids. Yeah. Obviously. So she would have now whenever she was trying to eat them, she had a kidney stone. Like Jesus, like like. That's a problem. Eighteen kidney stones. Yeah. She was doing operations and she was trying to with MRI now, but like with that ultrasound to break them down it was like different kind of problems and. That's what anecdotally what she was telling me what it was how it was in reality I don't know but like yeah. although she says she did never had a little properly pro protein she was never into it she's not even into it now mm -hmm. but once I'm looking on those issues what she have I'm like it doesn't looks right yeah there's something but like yeah I think it's like always 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 you have to go for a balance take a step back and I was like okay cool I know I'm getting too much kind of into some topic. I was like, this is really good. But it was like, once you take a step back, I was like, okay, maybe not so religiously Yeah, going yeah. for it. It was like, you can use it, utilize it. Maybe there's some parts of because the diet goes like for me wouldn't and for people wouldn't usually diet goes all uh, all year round the same. Summertime mm -hmm. would try to get as much green stuff as possible. Luckily here in Ireland, we have available salads, vegetables, mm -hmm. berries all year round because of the market. What we have is like Aldi, Lidl, Dunstores, you name it, like Tesco's. All of them have it all year round. So we're quite blessed to have them all. Oh, so yeah. we can stay yeah. in like kind of all the mic micronutrients, all that stuff. And if there is no not a fresh vegetables, you can always get frozen vegetables and micronutrients wise is the same, same. It's like really, really little to no loss in it once you freeze them. And I think in, in, in broccoli, you even gain freezing them. All right. So here we continue with another question. Um, you actually mentioned something about food that we are lucky to have vegetables. So what would be the foods that you would recommend and uh, well, that you personally eat the most and also what you try to avoid? Avoid, I was like, have to be mindful, just avoid. I, I would now and then really go really hard to avoiding any type of sweet stuff because that's my issue, kind of having sweet tooth. Is it addictive? No, I just would be, but would say so more emotional when the shit would go down. I would allow myself just to be like, ah, oh, fuck it, whatever, what. Doesn't sugar make us a little bit more moody? Yeah, a bit swingy, absolutely, absolutely, spiky. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm pretty well once I'm off it. Like I wouldn't, let's say, I wouldn't be like, I was like, oh, I don't eat sugar. I would, uh, I would still have honey. I would still have ice cream because I have a daughter, and whenever she would have some sweets, and I was like, it's weird sometimes saying you know and saying it was like, oh, I'm on the diet. I'm I'm not really on the diet. I'm you wanted it. to be on diet. Yeah, it but like, it was just a, your decision. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it was like I was like um, I used to stress about it, and then I was like, after a few years, I was like, listen, I can't be doing this. I'm not gonna get fat from one ice cream. It's just a matter of yeah portion portion control, and that's all. And I was like, I can have one ice cream. Like I said, all the clients, I was like, can I have this? I was like, you can have one. I was like, tap it in if you can stop. Some people is yeah. easier. Once I realized for myself, okay, cool, I'm in that mood where it's easier for me to say no and not have it because mm -hmm. I will want to have it all. Yeah. It feels like a gate open and flooding down. I was like, for those times, I'm holding back, I'm not touching it, I'm not missing it. I know I'm on some type of mission, whatever I would yeah. do, like say, Higher some goals. prep, yeah, something. 
or whether just that would just be just mental aspects like cool i'm avoiding these i don't need them at the moment because i don't they're not those golden kind of basic foods what i would need was like from proteins i would usually choose lean mints whether that would be or steak two options more more, more so mints because i have few recipes what i'm making and they works out really well for me sometimes really boring but i'm like just sticking through them and changing um flavors with seasoning a little bit but mostly that's a chili con carne what i do with the red mm -hmm. kidney beans mints and a whole pack of mixed frozen wedge and that thing is ready and juicy and high in protein and if for extra carbs i usually choose to be honest fruit mm -hmm. I started to do it as well after I listened to Paul Brown on my podcast. Yeah. And I was like, that's such a brilliant idea. And especially I wanted to stay away from grains. Yeah. So you go ahead. How do you feel when you eat more fruit rather than grains? Yeah. Yeah. And because even with rice was like, I'm not big, like I love and enjoy really good cooked rice, but I wouldn't feel, it wouldn't feel basically, if I would get a one good meal for lunch, I wouldn't be hungry for the next meal. So I would end up under eating that day. Because mm -hmm. I would, my schedule, whatever it runs, I have training, it's too, body is too full, it wouldn't digest. I was trying to get sometimes smaller portions of it, but then I wouldn't get enough of it. And then it's like, cool, rice is not like my, really rarely when I'm going with it. It's like, uh, more so I sometimes would get pasta in, but that that's as well, it's like literally once a week, once every two weeks. I mostly would stick to some type of fruit. So what do you think are the best carbohydrates right. in general, like the, the healthiest ones? I want to say it was like, we have to then define was like, what's healthy? What Again, it depends. Is the Some people would say it was like, healthiest carbohydrates is the lowest in a glycemic index. It's not, why? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just one of the kind of measurements of your insulin spike going to be how glycemic like index is going to be let's expanding of itself so it's like rice mm -hmm. uh buckwheat bread but well, bread sometimes sometimes breads would be like even lower in glycemic index than the rice so it's not so bad and people would go it's like mental about bread oh it's like yeah i'm getting fat because of the bread it's never been one food it's never been it was like i tried once out like really silly it was for sure one month I was eating every day two boxes of ice cream, so two liters every day at one go. Sometimes was splitting because I was getting so bloated and so bad digestion. <laughs> but just to prove that I'm not gaining the weight, <laughs> sticking the same calories. But I was freezing after. It was like wasn't wasn't too good. But like yeah, stop to do it. You had to heat up your body. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not bad. It's not doesn't it's not, not not reacting well after. Yeah, but uh, for the matter of just just proving that it was like. Ice cream wouldn't be the issue. Same as like the old sugar. It's the like calories in, calories out. Yeah, more so. But here again, we're talking about. It's only plainly. Temporarily. Important. Yes. Yeah, because then I think we're talking about messing up the insulin. Absolutely. We mess up with digestion, yeah. pH changes in, in gut flora. Oh, it's, we're talking it's about good. like, I tell you like this, whatever people say about sugar, I basically, if I had too much sugar, immediately have eczema and eat your skin immediately yeah. immediately if i have that excess when i get into some sort of addictive behavior and i just can't stop eating ice cream that's why i prefer not to buy it yeah but obviously my wife buys, buys some sometimes yeah. these things and then i have to really be disciplined yeah 
Yes, that, that's what it all comes down to is like really being disciplined and being able to say no. And I'm not again demonizing sugar by no means. I'm a bigger sugar, sugar fan. It's like I, I love sugar. But well, if you look at the marathons or any uh, like really intense events, the yeah. sugar is the main fuel to be yeah, served exactly. because it's needed for that uh, active um, event, for example. Yeah, as, as I said, it was like we have to look on sugar as the same on with everything. So it was like depends, depends where you use it and what for for optimal health and diet. It was like it have to be something and it was like it, it might be honey it might be bananas it might be something I else love bananas. It's like, i love them yeah it's like you you choose it but like you don't you don't have to cut it out i was yeah. like once people talking about sugar it's more so i was like well, would you drink a two liter coke like in what do you drink a full monster like that's what it would have like 68 grams of sugar in it i think so 59 which could be good for post-workout yeah or pre-workout if you use pre -workout, it pre-workout yeah, yeah yeah just to get the carbs in especially if, if you you've, been, especially you've been dieting yeah so if you are depletion of glycogen already because you're yeah. active yeah but for someone who is overweight so would you recommend testing their sugars i would usually say you know stay away from it as much as you can focus on protein that's what we have started but that just shows how you know we have to adapt the diet based on our goals and what we want to achieve actually Oh, absolutely. And especially, yeah, with overweight person, I was like, once you, they bring that protein in and they actually manage it, prioritize it, hits the number as close as possible. As I said, it was like, I'm giving the number usually bigger because mm -hmm. the, most of the people wouldn't hit it. And then it was like, oh, I didn't hit it by 400. I was like, that's okay. You, you got pretty close. Like it's, it's still a lot of like comparing where you was. And then it just takes a matter of time for them get the digestion, get used to digest it. And I was like, they see the results. I was like, okay, now now I'm used to eat actually prioritized proteins rather than whatever, carbs. And even basic thing, I was like going, usually messing up people is like going out to eat. I was like, mm -hmm. well, what I'm going to eat? It was like, take whatever to eat. It was like, I'm not a big eater out. I'm, I'm just not a fan of it because I'm, it messes me up as a, mm -hmm. I'm really confused what to enjoy, what is what. And I was like, if I'm not happy with it, I was like, I could cook it that better. <laughs> And I was like, I, I'm trying to avoid it, but like really rarely friends suggest something, they got something. And I was like, oh yeah, that was nice. Mm -hmm. But uh, not looking on anything like calories or something, I would just close eyes on that and just enjoyed food. That's the way I think to go. But if somebody have habit, like literally to go out and eat, that would be the one of the biggest, what I would say, learn how to cook yourself. If you can't learn how to cook yourself, order the meals. There is a lot of really affordable uh, services yeah services meal companies who is companies. doing it was like who is doing prepped meals already would you recommend some to some listeners who are in dublin or somewhere in ireland oh, that i have they can to pull up i will not get from the head straight away addresses but like but I, they can do their own research if you don't know yeah i i had good few what was tasty one of few of my clients was using only because they business persons they're working and then we realized like look you're not putting in the work I can't get you the results what it comes what we need like it, it they, they would just say it was like it would come out that it's like oh, it's just lazy to cook I was like they have everything it's like I have to go shopping but I was like oh, that's not my thing I was like somebody have to do it I was like you can afford it to take it and then they yeah. realized actually it's for them even cheaper than, than buying, going than out cooking and it, buying yeah, well, yeah. yeah 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 and if it's you eat out, exactly definitely. what they need I tried them a few times I was like yeah pretty well Pretty good mm, yeah. to put you on, on and even give you like some understanding. It was like, okay, this is how my meal is going to look this yeah. amount of this is three. And then you can literally copy, paste, do them yeah. uh, how to cook them. Because people sometimes they wouldn't have 
another patience to cook, find new recipes. I wouldn't be mad on new recipes. That's what I was all saying. Usually how many foods you eat, it was like you could count an actual foods like different. There are some five, probably six protein sources, another five, six carb sources, three, four fat sources. And that's about it. Then yeah. a few more something around what you can mix. And I was like, oh, that actually it's not so much. It's just a matter of how to managing them. Yeah. So Andres, now when we kind of touch the sources, so just mention a couple of really major protein sources, major carbohydrate sources and fat sources. So whoever is listening knows clearly because there are still people asking like, so, so what are the carbohydrates? So, you know, not everybody knows. Yeah, uh, I would go with, let's say, as a protein, as that's a priority use. Even supplement usually. if there's like for protein, like a whey protein, for example, or some other like hemp protein, or uh, you mentioned anything on that list. Yeah, I, I would start with the whole foods always. Of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then would go, it depends if you eat meat, not meat. With the most now, we, we start with chicken, turkey, lean mints, anything under eight. It again depends. We're talking about more so about dieting probably, rather than bulking. Everything with the only thing with changes because in the bulking or or you cut or build is the amount of calories. So you would choose just a higher fat, lower fat source. So I would go with chicken, turkey, lean mints. Then sometimes I would make sure I would have and suggest to have some kind of already cooked cooked meats from kind of the health processed already, like or prosciutto ham or slice of chicken turkey it's just because of i've Handy noticed snack convenient snack for yeah no it's like busy. because even if you you don't have time to cook you can pop that pack open yeah have your slice of bread throw it on it's not ideal but, not perfect but rather than something but you number wise macros like you get it in that's it yeah. you, you you don't you Simple. can't pull back and say oh i didn't have the time i just skipped the meal I was like, yeah, you can skip. But then they might have crush and crave and eat yeah. way, way, way more and way worse food. Yeah, or they would be all day home. I was like, yeah, I didn't have anything. It was like, yeah, you didn't, we, you just wasn't prepared. That's all. Yeah, yeah. And then Greek yogurts is great. I love Greek yogurts. I would usually add whey protein to them, mix them with frozen berries. And I'm having already a, a dessert. And sometimes I, I add uh, cinnamon a little bit and chia seeds to it topping up with some cocoa shells. Unnecessary, of course, high in sugar, but um, I need uh, that, 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 that for myself. Those for you, it's fine, bit. yeah. Yeah, I'm looking for it, so I'm keeping it there. That's the only thing. And from protein sources, really great is if you have no issues with cottage cheese, super cheap, super high in protein. Slow to digest, so keep yeah, it Yeah, it's casein type of, especially in the evening, casein. probably. Casein. I think that's the better pro. That's, that's correct way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we are from Slavic countries. You're yeah, from yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, from Riga, and I'm from Slovakia. So that's how we call it, casein. Yeah, yeah. Casein, so like casein. True, true, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a slow release protein. Yeah. Opposite of what whey protein is. So yeah. when you have a cheese production, and you know you have that watery leftover which they usually throw away yeah so that's where the whey protein very rich in leucine which is amin uh, essential amino acid is used to be thrown away so the cottage cheese is the the, the opposite one 
Yeah, it's like nice. It was like Before I sleep, my, my granny example. was my granny was splitting them, doing them by herself. So I seen all that process. Like even it was like then I didn't know what it is. It was like just was eating everything of it, mixing up, and yeah, even the same. Uh, proper. Well, well, what else would be uh, mozzarella cheese, mm-hmm. lightweight. Like again, also it's, it's ready. Also cheap. Yeah, cheap. It's, it costs Six nothing. Cents, Fifty yeah, cents in exactly. Little. You you do the what is like you quick salad, just a little bit of. Um, I used to do mozzarella cheese with spinach, a little bit of beetroots, and kidney beans. That's it. It's ready. Simple. Yeah. At the mo- my most simple is like I'm laughing. It's <laughs> uh, you can call, call, call that hobo style. It's like somebody who <laughs> have money, but like I even enjoyed flavor-wise. I'm taking a can of kidney beans, a bowl of mozzarella, heating them up, salt, black pepper, and that's it. Uh, and that's it. And macro-wise, it's 50-50 protein, uh, carbs, and it's really little in fats. And it's, yeah, I wouldn't I think, eat it every day. Ta- I think you're talking about one-year meal. Yeah, yeah, it is like that. <laughs> and, well, it was and, like... And preparation yeah. time, one minute exactly. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. One, boom, one, boom, one. Microwave. One euro, one minute, literally, yeah, I'm telling one you. One euro, one minute, two clicks on the microwave, yeah. one click. You wouldn't leave it on, <laughs> live on it, but like if, if you're in a position where you have to, like I've been having those, I was like, I have nothing, I have to hit the road. And I'm like, what do I have? I was like, I want a donut. I'm just going to eat something. I can tell you somewhere in Africa or, or like um, Asia, they would love that meal. Oh, Jesus. You know? And it's not we're bad quite, at all. We're quite spoiled. I enjoy we are spoiled here a little bit Absolutely. with thinking like you have to have a ribeye steak for every meal and big salad. Sometimes, you know, the, the theory versus, you know, what the reality. Yeah. It's it's like sometimes you get, you're going to get stuck. Yep. And we shouldn't really feel too guilty to eat some of these foods because it's just fuel. Yep. It's just a fuel and hits the spot. Because again, if you starve too much and you delay too too long, you might aim for crisps, beer, yep. wine, and all that kind of stuff that is way worse. So it's 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 not actually the simplicity, I like it. I like it. Yeah. And red kidney beans one would be my one want to go definitely high in fiber. Still some protein. I wouldn't count out protein from beans. I know it's still in there, but that's for vegans more so. It's like they would count probably that in. I just don't, I'm not sure how good it absorbs. Same as from the oats to count the protein in. I wouldn't count that in if I'm having oats. That's still, that goes as a carbs, even if there is a little bit. I'm not sure how good it absorbs. It probably, it does have to probably ask some really smart people like experts experts into the field and you know what is the most confusing thing is that the more you start studying these um you know different experts the more you realize the contradictions about this is the school of thought and this is different school of thought and they're all preaching different things i'm selling my book here and so you know sometimes you just have to follow your own uh, intuition and simplify keep it easy the bullshit out of it as well keep it simply and because some of the times it does not matter it's like it's let's keep it simple as like that out source of carbs peanut butter source of fats not protein somewhere i saw it was like long time ago it was like was people's like oh you will have your protein up with eating a lot of peanut butter it's a lot of fat also calories also getting fat as fuck from that yeah. because you ain't gonna use it it's like you know how much is in a fat nine calories yeah, yeah, like yeah. one gram so it's easy to overeat it yeah. and i was like why would you do that 
Uh, it's the same when when we have a meal and someone's like, oh, "Do you want some olive oil, olive oil on it?" I'm like, "Well, not really." It's like, like, yeah, I was like, "You, you just, just cooked you just, it in oil." You just <laughs> cooked it in oil. You put the sauce there, and then now you want to pull, I don't know, like five tablespoons worth of oil on top of it, which yeah. will be that oil on its own will be possibly the same amount of calories like the whole pasta on your plate. Yep. Yep. People don't. Sometimes it's that. nice to get a little bit on yeah. it. Yeah, it, we need but some. It, it again depends how you cook the meat. If somebody does the deep frying breaded chicken as the schnitzels, something, and then on the side, that one was like, I'm try, I would try to see them. It was like, you know, you, you're just doubling up on oils. You're finishing up with really a lot of fat only because of your choice of cooking. You could pop the chicken in the oven. Obviously, it wouldn't be so tasty and everything. But then you, I'm, I would choose one only. Cool. Those schnitzels are deep fried. Cool. I'm still going to have them. I'm just going to cut everywhere else probably those fats because I don't need them. Yeah, even actually the ready chickens cooked, uh, Tesco's, Littles, uh, not Littles, downstores, a uh, bunch of shops offer these, I don't know, five, six euro chickens that are already uh, cooked in the oven. Yeah. So it's so handy. I mean, you yep. can cut different pieces for different meals. You can make a little lunch box and you can have like, this is my lunch, dinner, or like lunch for two yep. days in a row. And it's just convenient for people who it actually, I almost feel it comes cheaper to buy that ready um, chicken cooked than me buying the uncooked chicken and, and turning on my own supervising. If you're breaking it down, my yeah, time, your time my plus time electricity, if you actually would count it in. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah and, it and, is and, definitely. And especially if, you, if you're busy, uh, like if you're busy with making, you know, significant money per hour, you, you yeah. can justify just like, this is not my worth of my time to go and start cooking. And if you find somewhere where they cook well, like, and if you enjoy the flavor of the chicken and you don't know there is no additives as a, as a hidden part of you would want to miss, like skip, it was like 100%. If that's all when cooked chicken, it was like, can't go wrong with that, you know? I understand it was like, there's always like some salad or as a deep fried stuff, it was like not a plain chicken fillet, it's only breaded. And then you see the bread is like the leaking from the oil. <laughs> and it's like, okay, cool, I ain't gonna get, take that. But if that's oven cooked chicken, it was like 100%. As you said, it was like you save the time and you make it easier for yourself. And then it was like, if you're lazy, it was like, you can buy chicken tights. That's the one of the cheapest, I think so would be. That's gonna ha be gonna be higher in the fat. But they bit more tasty, more tastier. Than yeah. The, than the fillet, I, yeah, I actually don't like chicken breast. It's just so dry. No, no, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's just, just a provisor. Cool, I'm just taking it. But like, if I have an option to take chicken diets, I have 100. I love the back and I love the legs and all yeah. that stuff that is a bit fattier. I think it's just much tastier as well. Yep. And I just want to enjoy my meal too. And I think if you are active enough, you shouldn't be really afraid of calories and have some sort of common sense um, regulation in realizing if you're getting fatter. And for me, it's the pinch method. I don't even not looking into the mirror. I want to feel it. Yeah. If I go and touch my like skin close to ribs or at, at, at the obliques, I know if I'm getting leaner or fatter. That's always been my caliper. It was my hand. And yeah. I know I know when I'm going down or up. Oh, yeah, straight away. It's like tick or tick. Yeah. I always had this kind of, um, you know, like high sense of like, I would create myself a panic if I see myself going downhill. I was like, what the heck, man, where are you going? I mean, like, you yeah, should pull, discipline pull yourself. I have that high level of uh, like 
strong sense of dissatisfaction if I drift away from my normal sort of fit, lean, yeah, energetic because, state. Yeah, you see, because it's like, you know very well throughout the years, it's in your control. And then it's like you looking on what's happening and allowing it to happen. I was like, why am I doing this? And you are the only one who can change anything. And it's the same, like I became, became vegetarian and then vegan and then just kind of drifted my way back into eating meat. And I just realized, you know, like I decided that I'm gonna do it, but I will also decide to change it. It's my belief, it's my decision. And it's not just because sometimes people put labels on things and it's like, I'm vegan, I'm this, I'm that. And then they have to defend it. Yeah. They, and I they created that persona, what they persona, have to speak to. Persona, yeah, and it's the so image. dangerous, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And actually they say from research, a lot of vegans actually eat meat occasionally anyway. Yeah. You know, so, but anyway, that's a different topic. All I'm just saying is that just, you are the boss, you decide for yourself. And it could be good thing or bad thing. You, you are in charge. You can't blame anyone for anything. Nobody's here to save you. You have to figure this stuff out because otherwise you know like I, I would say just sometimes some people if they have serious health issues they should really analyze what they can change to heal their body because you know that's a very long time we know that the food is your medicine big time big, big time. time so you know if somebody have have health issues literally then you have to figure it out you know, like, you know, when everything goes well, yeah, we can eat whatever we want, but when you have health issues and you can't rely on doctors to just give you that magic pill or the special procedure, you have to figure out what in the food, what in your lifestyle. It might be too much alcohol, too much cigarettes, it might be lack of sleep. It might be just, you eat too much fried food. It might be, it might be too much sugar and, and that might be something it might be all of al it. allergic reaction. It, it might be all of it exactly. and it's going down. Yeah. To be honest, I was like, that was the one of the reasons I say well, probably it's not off topic, but like kind of pulling it back uh, why I got into the fitness. My father was a little bit, oh, I'll say not a little bit, like heavily overweight. Uh, I wouldn't tell you how much I would. I would go for 160, 180, 170, something like that. My height, so 178, 177, something, but like and obviously, it was just because of the lifestyle, of the stress, of everything around, how they build the life, how we turn a tangled in themselves in the spinning wheel. So when, once I'm looking back now, it was a lot of stress, lack of sleep, really bad nutrition, like high fats, high carbs, just too much, not enough of movement. So lack of movement and... What else? Uh, smoking a little bit of alcohol and that all just created that circle What that throughout the years he was like, okay, once in a hospital out and they're saying, listen, it's bad, like you have to improve. It scares people, doesn't it? Two, three years in, it was like those, um, whatever it is in your life, that's what was holding it. I just realized like whatever he was in that position, I didn't recognize that position then. Now I'm looking on that. It was like, and I would never want to be in that position to hurt myself in that way, to suffer through that and take the tool, allow to take the tool on my health and be like, yeah, kind of pretending to be okay with whatever how what happens to you. And then kind of trying to do it, but there is not enough support, not enough, you know, it's like, it's easy to say, hey, don't do this. Hey, yeah. like, you know, just, just the, 
point with you on the finger and give out. It was like, it's not the way. It have to be yeah. educational, yeah. understanding. It was like this, this. Let, 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 let's try to manage what we can manage. And let's, let's things get addictive. Out. Things get addictive. Yeah. Same cigarettes, same alcohol, same, same yep. uh, behavior that gets you out of sleep. So like you might have a behavior, uh, your routine that is basically keeping you away from sleeping longer because you're staring at your phone or watching movies or yeah, doing absolutely. destructive things. So sometimes we have to just you know, decide for ourselves. But yeah, parents, you know, can have a huge impact on our evolution in, well, they definitely have a huge impact on our evolution. Yeah. And it could be the fact that we realize we don't want to be like our parents or our grandparents. And, and, and there is a pattern in the family. It's like, okay, if, if every male in your last two generations were alcoholics, so well, maybe you stay away from alcohol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what we have had in our family. Yeah. And, and I just know that alcohol doesn't do me any good. And, uh, I, and I also need to be careful because I know the pattern in the family. Yep, yeah. I'd say it was like, I'm, I'm the same with alcohol. I'm kind of fine with it. I can have one, two pints, but I'm not good with strong ones. As I, I never been like, big. it was like, oh, I can enjoy really sitting. I have good few bottles for years. Like, it's like good Hennessy, it's good uh, <laughs> whiskey. No, no, not really whiskey. It's like uh, cognacs. Um, but I never really sit down and was like, would, would enjoy them. I would at some point go, whatever would, would be like, let's say, I would be in really bad position myself in life where I would just chug it down as a like half bottle. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this, what, this wasn't the way. So it's not the, it's not the way, yeah. So I wouldn't be like, I would be rarely enjoying a glass. But I would still, I have no issues. I, at some point I was laughing on someone. I was like, if somebody says me, I have no friends. If you don't, you do. If you do no drugs, you, you don't drink. You like absolutely anything. You never touched, and you was like, there's something wrong with you. You know what I mean? You, you maybe, have to get. May, maybe some people have this strong sense of survival and 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 uh, pride in sticking to their own word, being impeccable. In a way, I think some people it's being different. No, to be, to be honest, I, I know skill. one or two girls who, I don't know now, but like at that time, the ones I said was like knowing how many young people do does the drugs. As you said, was like, don't do anything. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. I was like, what's in, like, you don't get burned out like that way. It's just all this, every, every, all the acting changes, like all your behavior changes. And was like, I like to see that. But at the same time, I kind of like damaged, fucked up people. Because I can, I'm not sure, can I relate really with them? But I know I can help them mm -hmm. for sure. Because I don't look, I was like, nobody's perfect. Life is not perfect. Nothing's perfect. We're just trying to make through it like the best way possible. We try to download information like on the apps, learn something and then try to use them some way and like exchange them for money as a our our, our trade of the specific like uh, education. As of like, I'm PT now, it's like, I know this amount of knowledge, I can help you. And it was like, I can sell them my time now. So again, and grow from there. But yeah, 100%. So here we continue with our podcast. And uh, so there's a few things uh, I wanted to ask. Uh, one is medicinal mushrooms. I know you're, uh, you know, using lion's mane and different medicinal mushrooms. And what are the benefits? What do you think about them? Should people take them? Yeah, let's say there was like, there's a lot of them and the there's a lot of benefits. Again, um, as with everything, let's say, I, I can tell only from my personal experience what I have 
felt. I haven't been really dialing in into ashwagandha a lot of because it's something which you would use on off as it's adaptogen. So ashwagandha, you, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. and similar to maca. Oh no, maca is it similar actually? It's also adaptogen. It lives, uh, lives. It grows in Andes in a high, very high altitudes, yeah. like three kilometers above sea level. Yeah. So because it has such a hostile environment to live in, and so that has some kind of chemical compounds that are adaptogens to, to humans as well. Yeah, so those ones usually would be something what I would use on off as a because body getting used to it and it's you like, throw it into smoothie or something like that. No, I would take usually in a capsule form. Okay. Just somehow I never I, I saw you got in powder forms. I never really got in those powders. More in powders are just I so think much better value per gram. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, so much cheaper. Agree. I think maybe even three times cheaper agree. in compare with that. Yeah, agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Because if you buy a half well. kilo of something uh, versus you buying um, 100 capsules of a gram, you're buying 100 grams. And yeah. sometimes these 100 grams cost 15, 20 euro. Yep. Well, you have a 500 grams for 20 euro, let's say. Yep, absolutely. So you're actually getting like five times, sometimes five times cheaper product when you buy bulk. And, you know, it can last one year. You put it to the smoothie, it's for a whole family. Absolutely. And then I think something what I would use, I have some seven mushroom blend, yeah. something what I would use as on a more or less on off regularly. And I couldn't say really that I would feel some type of like, I'll say, cool, I felt it like this before I feel it after more. So what yeah. I felt was, I'd say lion's mane. What I started to use after the research, I had a little bit of brain fog. That would be probably because of the, again, higher carb diet uh the way of the diet how i was but you also work before. a lot don't you you're a busy guy you start early finish late sometimes yeah. sometimes maybe you sleep as well no uh it is bad yeah yeah uh, it wouldn't be more than it six is to hours. be a soldier of a personal trainer yeah serving it's, the clients any times of the day yeah it's 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 more so i'd say it's at some point i will bring myself as like oh let's let, let's be real it can be managed some 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 way probably better as mm -hmm. business-wise, it's mm -hmm. it's my choice, and I'm there for them. And I could give up sometime and just like, listen, I'm not gonna wake up. I realize I'm anyway. I'm waking up the time. I'm not just being on duty, let's say, and chilling, and then I don't feel my day starts. So I feel that morning, anywhere from six till ten till twelve is a, is a golden time to get the work done, and then evening part and the daytime. That's how it rolls. It's like anywhere from twelve to four. I would kind of have my time off. Where would you try to eat? Ideally take a nap. I have a daughter, so I have to still some time with her. And then I'm back into the work. Whether that would be on off hours, sometimes it's me messed up those evenings as well. You know, it's like you will have one client here, one client there, somebody pulls out. It's, it's never so smooth. Rarely when it runs smooth. But ideally we would look for that. And yeah. I, I felt a big time helped me lion's mane with a focus because I was mm -hmm. looking for alpha GPC. Alpha GPC is not a mushroom, but alpha GPC would be and lion's mane one even in the nootropics, one of the most kind of basic things, what would be main things, what to look for in. I think lion, lion's mane is repairing the the nerves doesn't it yeah. like the, sh the the cover of the nerves uh, no it was i'll tell what you was straight it? away it's uh 
there you go, my empty brain. Uh, telomeres. telomeres. Telomeres, probably. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Telomeres. They said it's about. good for Alzheimer's. Yeah, Alzheimer's, what happens, telomere looks like a letter X, let's say. And once your telomere is drying out, basically, those legs of that letter X getting shorter. Mm -hmm. So each next one connection loses at some point. So what is the risk, risk if that damages? Damage, one, once it happens, that's where it goes, like muscle memory, uh, muscle function. Style, yeah, yeah all, all, everything was from what you see from Alzheimer's. Memory, basic memory, yeah. Cognitive like function. Cognitive function, more, decline, more so. Motor control, yes, decline. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the nerves control everything. It's just your pathway between brain to muscles. So if the connections are weakened, your control of muscles and your exactly. coordination and yeah. performance is weaker. And I don't know why I freaked out about that because uh, I just didn't felt my brain is working well because of the lifestyle before. <clears throat> so I thought I could dial in actually not so much maybe in growing muscle, but taking care of my, my brain as well. And I actually found out that mixing lion's mane with psilocybin, 10x's lion's main strength, and actually have capability of regrow an actual tel telomere length. So get that connection back. So prevent mm -hmm. Alzheimer's. Obviously at the moment, I'm using that protocol and I was like, hey, I don't have Alzheimer's. I was like, I might be using in probably next 20, 30, 40 years doing the same thing. And I'm just hoping I'm not gonna get it. It's not gonna get there. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Because it's something what might be in the future, you know what I mean? And doing it now, relying just on science, what it's it's not like it's like, oh I feel it, my my telling me it's really fit. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's yeah. not like like it's a prevention really. Yeah, more more so. Cause I'm really I don't know, I'm, I'm freaking out of that. It was like if if I have something I understand, but like if I lose my mind as a I have no ability to think clearly, I've just seen someone like uh, years ago to yeah to, to, to having the decline and it freaked me out and was like they don't recognize who you are yeah it's terrible and it's you basically just, lose yourself yeah and it's like i was like jesus like yeah i don't would never want to lose my mind if i can stay fit and yeah and, and, and sort of like insane i was like that's all i need because at the end of the day you can't buy that back Exactly. If you didn't do those steps before, it's like you can have all fun. And again, it was like we, yeah, the to be, let's say I'm not going to slide it now. It was like that way. Uh, it comes in my head just like other like things. Uh, Go I'm going to stick to stick to still the mushrooms. Uh, what I felt from them, to be honest, since my day starts really early, I was microdosing, then succumbs like as a microdosing psilocybin with lion's mane. And I really felt in, let's say, those dark winter mornings. So you don't want to be up. It's early. Mm -hmm. It's rainy. It's cold. You drive down to the city. You go in a cold facility. It's dark. It's not so positive. Depressive, isn't it? You're depressive. You touch the dumbbells and they're cold. Like <laughs> you don't pull the hand back because it's hot, but because it's cold. It was like Jesus. That, that, that's freezing. <laughs> And I would come in with a little smile and kind of feeling on the ball because I felt really good flow state mm -hmm. brain-wise. Like, like that information, what I have, it's always there, but now it's available. Like I can recall it and I can flow through it. And that little bit heightened kind of mood 
Yeah. I was like, some people might think it's like, oh, it's artificial. Something might be still induced. I was well, like, I'll take it. There's I'll take it. About it. There's a lot of smart people microdosing psilocybin. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's a lot of information now about it. And actually, when you were mentioning the the medicinal mushrooms and the psychedelic mushrooms, that, uh, you know, Paul Stemmet, uh, he was the one uh, kind of bring this awareness about uh, the medical use and, and, and also the health benefits from it. And there's a lot of research he've done, which was pretty interesting. And it's like a guy who backs it up with his own research and there's lots of benefits about it. So I'd say it, it is something they say it's in our brain already. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's, that's why, you know, it can have some very profound effects on how we feel and how we think and you know realizing who we are and what's our purpose here and yeah. just kind of tuning into it's ourselves again, it's all in get you in, inward uh, t- tuning inward to you yeah and uh, it's like those would be let's say the biggest ones was like that, that, that's what i said was like that would be the microdosing of the psilocybin kind of that part what would be but well, i think uh, more people would understand if you say it was like magic mushroom Mm-hmm. For them, it's like, again, it's like, it's the same as calling everything, naming is like, oh, that's a drug. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm all caffeinated up. I'm on all nicotine up. I was like, I'm I'm all, you name it. I'm unfortunately, I'm on all on it. At some point, I would love to do some, some de- detox is not the name. It's like, as, as well, another sexy name of the industry, but kind of flush the system out of everything to get the recent, so everything would work better. Just... Mm-hmm sensitivity to regain or reset yeah uh, spring cleaning yeah yeah yeah. approximately like that it's just like once you're too much on everything it was like for too long you realize like body's not functioning and acting so well on it responding so you might be damaging yourself a little bit but psilocybin type of wise i'd say brain wise like focus wise i was like sometimes there is like i'm really bad with um dosages I might let's say a little bit experiment where is that edge mm-hmm. and if you step over that micro and for the work it would be not beneficial it would kick you out a little bit of that focus mm-hmm. so you will have to be really careful with that whoever let's say ever tries that because then you get other way because you too you step over that edge and you would get i wouldn't say even even if you don't get till hallucination you would get feeling weird two cent Sensitive? Too sensitive on everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. The sensation feeling would be like oh, overwhelming and a little bit, you, you, the sounds would be too harsh. It was like just just a little bit off. That, that, would, that might distract you a little bit. However, if you decide to use them as like to try, try it out, I would go somewhere out in the nature. Yes, I would say like great benefits. I was like reconnecting you with yourself. Um, if that's how I would imagine something once I, let's say first, once I had a really proper trip first, I, I felt like I was baptized, if that's a thing, I'm mm-hmm. not religious, but I don't know why I felt so pure and clean. I was like, damn, you can't like, I'm on such a good vibration. I was like, don't come even close to me. I'm happy, like, <laughs> leave me alone. It was like, so people driving so locked up. I was like mad and rushing. I'm, and, and I'm there with a smile. I was like, Jesus. At some point we all need a little bit just to relax. And it's sometimes we can't relax. It was like our minds is so 
so so focused on whatever we do on on the problems because we have to somehow untangle i was like with that i was like i'm not saying i'm promoting it was like oh go help yourself somehow obviously go to the doctor first thing first and they they, they might help you but oh man they might not help you they might not help you i'm just <laughs> talking as a they might not know themselves these things yeah and no no you can't blame them it's not still they're there trained, they're trying to basically take a symptom and and give you a drug to stop that symptom they don't they rarely go into the deep cause and sometimes they're just too busy to look at everyone's problems deep inside so yeah. their treatment is superficial but i guess the people's approach to their own health is superficial as well yes. so that's why you know they we shouldn't expect that somebody is there just to save us every time we have a trouble we should just figure out things as well and study a little bit that's why i think education is a really good thing and i think now in the modern era of internet and and blogs and podcasts and youtubes and it's it's easier to share and get into information that will be completely unavailable to us maybe 20 30 years ago so we are in a way we're lucky but it's really where i our attention goes yeah because we can get distracted in these rabbit holes of of uh, conspiracies and this is wrong and if you start watching news i mean you're not getting uh, the good news you're not getting a uh, scientific research best uh, highlights of the yeah it's all tech. clickbait it's, just it's, it's, it's like it's, it's hey look this is bad this is, whether this distract is, from something what's actually happening or 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 yeah just to get an attention for you because that's something what could they get paid for business at the end of the day business yeah that's true absolutely yeah. now on different note there andres i've seen some of your social media posts with a beautiful big freezer the chest style oh, yeah. you always jump into the water in uh, donabate into the sea and so you know tell us something about why you do the, the dips into the sea even the winter time and you really are the sort of wim hof style guy so tell us something about it yeah uh i started it actually actually the, the whole idea comes from wim hof how i started i wouldn't be a big fan of him as a go deep deep in but i did all the research i was like okay cool why i would do that what would be the benefits for how long i do that so i started i started it on april so i don't know like it's the beginning of march it was march in april i had my yeah like first month i i still have pictures of the first time going and i so i started in the cold cold winter <laughs> i didn't want to start with cold showers because i think it's absolutely meh comparing to getting yeah, full, the full body immersion the same. and it's annoying once the front is cold back is warm and then you get back and you're like it's it's not that no nowhere close it's not nothing a, to compare. it's not as cold I it's nice and fresh I can tell you that yeah but it's nothing to compare really like yeah. once it's cold cold water so yeah I just started that um it wasn't really medical I think I, I, I took up a new challenge just for myself I look at that there are some benefits of it I was like, it was definitely wasn't sports recovery. That wasn't the benefit of it. I, I wasn't working out twice a day. I was like, hey, I'm really sore. I need to get it. It was nothing from that. It more so was, I was got, getting into something new, something tough to do, something what I what what's kind of painful and challenging, 
and to overcome that part. And then with the time I realized it was like, hey, I'm doing that that like a madman. Like it was like just with the, <laughs> with the fun, just going in. It's painful yeah. and it's awful. But like you know what I say to myself when I seen you, I was like, good for him, but it's not for me. It's too cold. I know, I know that. I'm not, yeah. I tried it a few times. I did, I did, but yeah. uh, I do cold showers and after sauna, but seaside, it's in Ireland, guys, if you're listening to this, Irish sea is freaking cold, period. Even in summer, if you're lucky. Oh no, not the summer. Okay. Winter time is more interesting. Yeah, I'm bored. In, <laughs> like in summer, it's like it's you, you would stay there 20 minutes. Some, yeah, like yeah, it's normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, warm. Yeah. 15 was, degrees. The, like 16. around a month ago, it was really warm. I was actually swimming. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but other times when it's not really summery, sunny, and it's pretty cold, I can tell you that. But you can get used to it. Yeah. So it's like that. Yeah. that you feeling, adapt a little bit to it. That feeling of like having frozen bones, really. Uh, you know, like that, that goes away eventually. Yeah. When you can't really move your muscles, when you get yeah, to be really honest, stiff. like first thing, what it was the most painful, what I got used to was my balls. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it was like, that was the only reason why I was getting out. I was getting in and that was the rule. I was going with my friend. Once the water hits the balls, you you dip in. Because once it's there, it's going to be cold. And then from the beginning, I was going fully in with the hands. I found out with the time that there is no really benefit from getting my hands. There's small capillaries only on the fingers. So my arms would shrink up and I couldn't move them after. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I would keep the palms out. <laughs> I learned it the that hard looks, way because I have look, to get uh, home. It looks with funny. Like. Yeah. But it's like, it's so nails, nerves, all that. Like, so. Well, you know what? When I was uh, swimming and sometimes even I had a dry suit, it would be the neck that would be like, you feel like it's cutting you with, with some kind of blades. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, so yeah. cold. It's oh. really sore. Yeah. You know? So especially even feet, if you if you go like you have a dry suit, but you have a bare feet, yeah. like your feet start to freeze. Yeah, I few times felt like I might lose a finger. I got Dear Lord, yeah. In the name of research, science, and experience. no, no, no. It was just I came back and I was in the socks and I was like, ah, I'm gonna heat up. And a few hours later, I'm just taking the socks off. I decided I couldn't heat up. I felt, but it wasn't heating up itself. I'm just gonna heat my feet up with the warm water, and I'm taking the socks off, and one of the fingers is dead white. And I'm touching it, and I can't feel it. I was like in the water, I'm massaging it, getting the blood back, and I was like. Luckily, I got it, but like it realized, like yeah, I could easily go Both. wrong. Yeah. yeah, it's just and weird. Like just one thing, the rest of them is like was fine. So it's not like the whole food, but like it was as well. I went into the dry suit and spent uh, there probably eighteen minutes, I think so. And then it didn't felt like because the whole body was. I felt after my temperature dropped, but my feet was yeah without nothing, without the boots. But I wanted to get the boots. But yeah, I was. Basically going throughout the winter and before the summer started to get warmer, what would what I realized that was like getting boring for me because you're looking for that endorphin rush, you're looking for the challenge. Yeah, it's something what you choose deliberately. So you bought the freezer. Self. So you can do that. In so summer. at the summertime, yeah, it get boring, and I bought a chest freezer, 400 liters, so uh, silicone at the corners, so there's no leaks. Uh, fill it up a little bit more than over the halfway in freeze it up took a good few hours i think some six hours to freeze it up add a little bit of ice and then i would plug it out leave it for some 20 minutes so that layer of ice defroses from the sides break it into pieces and jump in there and there's usually there's usually zero 
one degree, like it's frozen water. Obviously mm -hmm. not a whole block, but like top yeah. layer is like good thick layer. So it's properly cold, isn't it? Yeah, but I wouldn't say by the feeling that there is a difference. If you go into the ice bath, where is the, let's say one degree of Celsius and plus probably the zero-ish kind of frozen water, uh, you don't move, you kind of develop that little layer of air, I think so, around the skin, even from the immersion. If you don't move, you kind of fine. It's still freezing, yeah. but it's fine. It if you stir that water up, a little bit. Yeah. then it cuts like a blades. Yeah. I know from plunge pools. And once yeah. you start moving, you get so much colder. Yeah. So that's the difference I think, with I, the I sea. I think you heat up the layer of water that is just at your skin yeah, level. Yeah. 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 And once you your don't temperature move. from body is heating it up, and if you don't move it stays there. Yeah. But once you start moving it fresh and your you body the temperature probably drops still, but it's it's more bearable for the skin sensation for the feeling. It doesn't feel so so harsh. But that's the whole difference. Then you know you can bear it. Usually hardest part is I think so 30, 40 seconds first. Once yeah. you get over those like then you use the breathing a little bit of uh, that deep in automatically I would do this, differently. Yeah. That was the first thing but I unknowingly noticed how to manage that uh, adrenaline rush in the sea. Once you would go in, it was like, <sighs> my friend would be like, oh, fuck it, I'm going out. And mm -hmm. I would be like, <sighs> trying just to bear it somehow mm -hmm. and manage it. And then I realized that I was saying him, and then I did research after, I was like, oh, okay, so you can actually control the breath. Yes. Yeah, yes. I was like, I was like, how did I, how did this came so naturally for yeah. me? Like, it just as a, just to control it with the yeah. deep breaths. And then I started to practice box breathing in ice baths, and then I knew my 20 breaths was like each box. I kept it for four seconds. So my 20 breaths was my time when I have to get out approximately. And then I would, whether, I think it was two, three minutes, something like I was going for. And and then depending on the feeling, I would or stretch it out a little bit or cut it back. So now what are the major benefits of these cold baths or plunge pools, cold showers? So from what I know, it's immune system. It makes you more resilient. Also, you can adapt to cold weather better, so you don't feel in the winter as cold. You know, like doing sauna and cold showers or plunge pools. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, basically, makes you a little bit better to deal with heat and also with cold. So yeah, you're kind absolutely. of like you're more comfortable in everyday weather. Yeah, especially in Ireland, where it's like you never know what turns up. <coughs> uh, yeah, but I, I didn't felt. I would say a little bit. Um, about the cold, it depends how lean you are, I'd say. So you're going to feel that in winter, the leaner <laughs> you are, you're going to still freeze. Yeah. I've noticed that big time once I was years ago. I wasn't so lean and then I came lean, like got leaner and I was like, Insulation I'm freezing. Free. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I need some socks. I need some 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 sweatshirt. There is a big difference. But you you definitely adapt to that. Uh, you're in winter, you will need a sweater, yeah? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So he's talking that he's normally in t-shirt, right? <laughs> yeah. Now those times changed. There, there was the times when I would be back home, I remember as a teenager, probably hormones bouncing all over the place. I would be usually hot, like in shorts throughout the winter. Just to wear them, it's like, I have to go somewhere, I'm gonna put the jacket on. That would but, be like- By the way, uh, interesting story here. I was with um, a colleague of mine. He was from Riga as well, yeah. like you are. This guy, we were working in the car park in Dundrum Shopping Center together, and he would just say, oh, it's so hot here, and he'll be just putting these coldest freezing aircon nonstop. I would be like, Jeez, I'd be yeah. freezing and putting jumpers on. I was like, man, I'm like, 
come on, let's meet in the middle. Like you want like 17 degrees aircon, I want like 24 degrees aircon. Let's meet like 20, 21, man. Like are you freezing me here? Yeah. But uh, he just was getting too hot from just everyday like normal temperatures. Yeah. I'd say that that's where you have to look again. It was like maybe a little bit overweight. No, maybe it was hot. very lean. No, was very, very lean. lean yeah. Very lean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Stranger. Yeah. yeah I, so I, I, as a kid, I remember being that like, it's like I, I was hot, like, like ju just sweating like crazy for sometimes. And then, and then at some point, I just remember it, so it was gone. I was like, what happened? Something happened. Maybe hormones. Who knows? Well, we regulate our heat as well. Like, it's just a great. Um, and like it's just your body's ability to generate heat and i think when you start shaking muscles you're actually producing heat by burning fuel in your muscles mm. so that's the principle of the shiver of like zzz, yeah, zzz, yeah, yeah yeah you generate your own heat yeah. So, yeah let's go let's go again so here is another question andres it is about your motorcycle you're so passionate about it and i read some of your recent posts you said you just love driving around and being in the moment and just not thinking this is actually pretty profound like living in the moment and being so you know happy to do what you do so riding a motorcycle yeah well, i think one of the reasons what i got it like why I got it. I was like, usually people say it was like, oh, somebody gets bored or something, you know, it was like, oh, mid, mid, midlife, mid, crisis. midlife crisis, something comes. I was like, even th if that would be the case, it was like, people never breaks down again. It depends. I was like, let's see why it's there. Why, why people will be looking for something like that. So something is like, you're looking for something. To excite yourself. Yeah, yeah something, something, to, yeah. To do something with your life. Yeah, exactly. And that was life something what I always wanted to do. I just didn't have a really chance to sit on it and be around. And I was like, I decided it was like, oh, cool. It's time for me. Like, against all odds and gave myself a Christmas present. And yeah, I, I wasn't like on a regular driving. So I had to get comfortable first with the traffic flow and everything. And now I feel absolutely okay and confident. Even though if you've been riding years ago and then you mi missed a part, it was like it's a little bit let a few times to get used to the motorcycle and everything to gain the confidence. And I really enjoy it. Yeah, it just literally, it wouldn't be like, oh, where, where are you riding? I was like, literally nowhere. Cruising. I'm cruising. Like, yep. I have my <laughs> coastline with a great view. So you're based in Swords and in that area? Yeah, I'm going to go Swords to Holt, <clears throat> so, Swords to Port Monroe is like the best, that cliff view oh, yeah. ne next to the That's sea. Nice one. And I'm passing that one. It was like, so literally just cruising down, stopping there, taking a look, jumping for some coffee and coming right back, taking some extra turns. Uh, lately, I noticed I really enjoy evening drives rides once it's gets darker this mm -hmm. is less traffic yeah and it it's a it's a vibe there is something in it if the weather is good it's something interesting in that evening like once it gets darker because i thought it's like oh it's just it's just dark something but those empty streets and you ride on it the the revs on the bike and you on your own again and it's like it's something in it freeing kind of and you can't i'm saying it's like you have to be in the moment you can't be so relaxed as on the car. 
it's not yeah. a highway. You just yeah. like all the time have to be focused and it takes more, away a little bit of brain. You're more, more vulnerable as well. Yeah, big time. With Whenever, bike. Yeah, it was like few, was few moments when I realized like it could go wrong yeah. real quick <laughs> once you speed up a little bit. Like and it feels like you can take a turn, but it doesn't turn. Now you have two wheels, not four wheels. Yeah, it's not really just like turn harder. It's just yeah. not happening. No, yeah. no, no, no. It is uh, much more risk. I once I had maybe four motorbikes, and I started to ride bike when I was twelve. Friends yeah. of mine had this Pioneer, which was popular in Slovakia. I yeah. think it was some kind of communist style, you know, like machine. It's like like a scooter-like motorbike that had actually clutch and three gears. So you have to actually shift one, two, three. Yeah maybe 60 kilometers an hour and we used to go to the lakes and driving like a little off-road and that was fun like for someone who is 12 and can go 60 Jesus, yes. 60 kilometers an hour at age 12 i had so much fun on it all yeah. the bumps and all that stuff but i remember well i fell a few times because i had the bigger bikes later on when i was like on enduro rally bikes and all that stuff i was riding the trails but i remember a couple of you know mistakes and i was like whoo so you know like me surviving that time of being sometimes a bit too daredevil on a motorbike. Yeah. I really appreciate it now. And then when I had the motorbike later on in my life, you know, maybe nine years ago, I got a motorbike again, Suzuki SV650, which was a big bike. Yeah. And I went once, was a due on the, on the morning. I was going off night shift from a car park where I used to work. It was my you know, first job in Ireland. And I just leaned into the corner. I was going a little bit too fast, 40 kilometers an hour, but behind an iskari, you know, you have this kind of like sharp turn. Yeah. And I could feel my front wheel skid. And, and it's few situations like that scares you. So, you know, on the motorbike, you have to be careful. But once you cruise and you go, you know, reasonably slow, it's very enjoyable. Yeah. The, the air in the face and the vibration from the from the vehicle, it's, well, from the motorbike. Yeah in your body and the, in your hands you feel and the sound it's just different thing to car is, driving yeah yeah, yeah 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 absolutely and as i said it was like uh, i discovered those evening rides as well it was like i was like now it's like <clears> if <throat> i have a chance even that's a 30 40 minute just cruise i was like yeah you can sit on the phone or you just can jump for a ride it's a therapy yeah it's a literally therapy and so it wouldn't be like sometimes it's crazy it's expensive though to have a like bike and a car and two insurances in Ireland. yeah it's mad considering what i'm driving um, i'm riding the bike was like it's so little like maybe one twice a month three times a month like literally for a mm -hmm. enjoy so i'll see how long i can go mm -hmm. with that but uh so far being really 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 enjoying it to be honest my my dream was to be honest i think so i saw one guy in wicklow mountains cruising through the wicklow mountains i was like yeah and i was like i want to do that like just through <laughs> those roads go he was cruising slowly and that view was i was like damn that looks good and you know what i'm the same i see something and i want to have the same thing i was at bundoran and i see a kayaker and i was like yeah. i want kayak yeah, yeah. That, like you like, want to experience that, yeah, not like, just to yeah. like, like see, I, it's like, oh, that's cool. It but. inspired me. Then another time I've seen a mountain biker while I was hiking at the Jaws and I see a mountain biker, I'm like, you know what? I will get a bike, yeah. you know? And then I've seen motorbikes and, and I was like, I want motorbike. So I personally get quite excited about seeing something. Then I think about it, that would be a cool thing to have. So, you know, we're lucky to have so much, um, you know, ability to get into different hobbies. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, for people who listen and, and are thinking it's expensive, sometimes you have to prioritize, you know, but 
most of my hobbies, I sold all the equipment for 60% of my purchase price. So if I imagine I bought kayak and all the equipment, I sold everything out for at least 60% of original price. So yeah. then you think about like, I had it for 50 euro a year, all that hobby, 50 euro a year. Yeah. If you go uh, rent a bicycle, a mountain bike uh, in the mountains, you pay 50 euro per, per day, yeah, not for a year. Yeah. And it's like a good equipment, you know, yeah. like seven, 800 euro worth of equipment. You have it for five, six years and then you sell it. Cost you fraction per yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. If you invest in it and you have where to store it, especially sometimes people wouldn't have, would rent smaller apartments and wouldn't have just where to store the things. That's why I had to sell everything because yeah. I was moving from a house. Uh, we were at the Wicklow uh, mountains, kind of overviewing Sugarloaf, and there were like a horse stables where nobody actually had horses there of so place. it was like a massive room Jeez, a few yeah. rooms so yeah. I, I i could just store whatever i wanted yeah. there i had uh, two bicycles motorbike kayak racing rig at, uh, in the house so i was all into hobbies and i love that stuff and i hope i will keep going with that but yeah. i had to sell everything because we were moving to apartment and i was like nah, you can't even have a bicycle there yeah no really you know that's a bit of a bummer now yeah, same situation kind of, but like, yeah, um, until I can keep going, it was like motorcycle was great, great, great addition. It's like, even if for somebody it was like to try out, to get a 50 bike, get the feeling of it and then go higher. But it's something I, I, I assume is like not, and all the bikes is like another thing. It's, it's not all the bikes is the same. It's not the same rides. And I, I know it's two wheels still. Same as the cars, it's so different. Cruiser, Bobber, uh, I have Cafe Racer, um, sports bike would be more so. It's like I wouldn't be into the kind of street sports because. Oh, no, like a street racing bike. Yeah. Uh, well, not street racing, like racing bike. You yeah. Know, um, they will be much more uncomfortable. You lean in. It's like a ro racing bicycle, uh, a road racing bicycle versus a city cruiser. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You would yeah. be sore in your back. After yeah. leaning the few hours yeah, on and the then it's like some people's like and then there's all those for safety obviously leather costumes everything it was like i'm like i'm not getting into it it was like not not really into it i would sit back i would choose more some harley type of bobber or something as an ex probably some cruiser something uh but yeah not really into those i was like i'm not really into as well don't like those enduro you don't go fast either yeah no it wouldn't be that the problem with the speed is like it's dangerous yeah it pulls me in quick it's and i was like and too. i i have felt blessed that i have smaller engine on the car and on the bike few times because i felt i was like oh if i would act emotionally like i would those two seconds once you kick that full throttle or the pedal to the floor because of something is like in you is boiling and you realize like that response wasn't there and you straight away was like, you fool. You call yourself out kind of like, I, I would be like, and I would smile it's like Jesus. It was like, I just uh, have to control myself a little bit more. You have to on motorbikes like that, any any hobby, any sport that goes like that, you have to really co control yourself. And I think that comes with experience as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's why I recommend people, let's say, who live in the, let's say, cold environment where there's snow, practice an empty car park see how the car handles yeah if you, if you push it a little bit more if it yeah. slides what yeah. you can do yeah. and and have a feeling of it and i always was doing it on the wet roads in the puddles and snow and ice just to see like on ice you can't do much at all yeah 
Anyway, now different topic here. Life philosophy. Is there something you have? Something like this is what I stand for. This is like some cool ideas that you try to follow. I know you said about living in the moment, enjoy yourself, being disciplined and challenging yourself. So is there anything else or? I'm actually, I'm a really good example of how to don't do things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like some people would be like, as like, oh, they do everything right. I think I would be like really good example. It was like, oh, how to fuck up things and how to don't do things. <laughs> so I would be like, I think that's a good example as well. Don't it's like, you know, it's like, okay, cool. I actually don't have to do that. So somebody asked me, I was like, usually I, I, I'm good to say is like, don't do this. Not like, was like, I don't know what you have to do to do it right. But these are things which you don't do the way how I did, because I was just like, I, I was doing them not only once and it was like, I got it wrong. So I wouldn't put myself anywhere where I would feel like I'm there, um, like as a, as a as a fully matured human, I'd say so. I'm still just learning and trying to grasp like... Don't uh, we all uh, are? Yeah, it was like, and I realized that more and more, it was like, it's like, the more you communicate with people, it's like, Jesus, some of them is just better with those systems in communication. And in a, some other ways, they would be really bad. And I'm like, none of us is perfect, but yeah, I'm, I really enjoy challenging myself whenever I'm under pressure and challenged I function better and outcome is better I probably am I'm, I'm liking myself to create a little bit of problem and struggle because I feel that struggle is necessary for the progress and then sometimes I would probably not get out of the struggle I would just remain it kind of creating it because I think that's what motivates me because after the once the struggle is gone you're like you have extra strength if you overcome something. It's like lifting weight in yeah, the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you overcome that resistance and your next training, it's becoming easier. So I'd say if you put yourself through a bit of life struggles and challenges, like going to the sea, like what you say, or any anything of those things, having hard childhood, for example. Yeah, sometimes we complain things are bad, but then, you know, you're building your character. That's where you're real strength shines and, and it actually can be a good thing. If I go through everything that I went through in my life, all the all the bad years, bad situations, really, you know, like you could consider them like a tough situations you put a child into or teenager into. And I came through it a bit stronger, more confident. Yeah. Because I my main thing when I was growing up was lack of self-confidence and I was always worrying about things can go wrong and I was also a bad boy so I was always my parents always had to complain about don't do this blah 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 yeah but I was a real you know um you know daredevil and, and also I get bored so I, I was quite cheeky so but now all of these tough situations I kind of feel it gave me that confidence in myself that you know I just I just don't take shit from people I yeah. just I just talk back I hate bullies you know, there was a situation I was in in Lewis and there was a drunk man uh, abusing people that could be like ladies of my mom's age. Yeah. And, you know, like the, the Lewis stopped and I pushed him off the door, like, go. And, you know, you're misbehaving just, yeah, not, you know, I normally did, I, I did you don't fit in society normally. I did, I did, I did normally, say it like, yeah. much more vulgar way, but yeah, I just couldn't handle a bully like yeah. that especially that was a guy who i would just crush and i just 
couldn't accept the fact that nobody in the Luas didn't stand up to this guy yeah who was just drunk and absolutely abusing people there i'm like you know what you are lucky that you've been just kicked out of the Luas because the other option will be much much worse for you and that just the kind of i think that character just to you know not to be happy with the fact that you know you can improve things and uh, you know like standing up for values as well yes absolutely absolutely you know? and that's why i like martial arts you know to be able to fight for myself because the world can be a tough place and you know oh absolutely i was like i know it was like we was younger uh yeah we wasn't so mindful of you what of outcome what you can do to others and more so let's say once there is a group of the guys you know we can we could cause a lot of trouble we got in a lot of trouble and only years after starting the boxing and a little bit of grappling i realized i get humbled <laughs> let's say like that i get humbled and in a, every possible good way and uh, as well i realized how much damage i can do someone and since then it somehow pulled back and it was like each of the good masters let's say who was teaching it was like each of them was like you kind of don't step up usually for a fight just to look for a fight you just try to avoid it as much as possible because yeah. it's not you're not here for that and it was like i'm like then we here came to fight and then with the time it comes i was like you're not looking for that energy unless it's like somebody is attacking you like just to fuck somebody up it's kind of not a thing and other thing it was like i think it came with the age after 30. i stopped it to give a fuck about things like certain things didn't impress me anymore in in general in society and something i would be like literally careless i was like not interested and it's not for me i'm i have grown out of this i can't get impressed about this and i don't want to even it's like if you're mad and you want to argue it was like argue it was like i'm happy leave me alone i'm not getting paid for this best to stay away from people yeah you know like but you know there are situations we were in crimea i think it was well because of covid we didn't travel last two years but you know it's two years ago now it's two yeah. years ago now not when so we were in yeah two years ago and we were walking through these like dark alley uh, crossing the train tracks and i was with my wife coming back home into the apartment of her parents and there was a drunk guy you know swearing mm. in russian and and, yeah. and 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 i didn't understand exactly what he's saying but i knew he was aggressive yeah he was just walking behind us and my wife is saying like he's it's really you know like aggressive and he's really like asking for a problem and i was just so close from just do a like you know hit and run kind yeah. of thing just to because you can it's a guy who's obviously verbally attacking two of us yeah. on the back yeah and you know i'm not just turning around every few seconds to see if he has knife or something and want yeah. to rub us so that's like immediate trend you have like you fight or flight yeah you can run it can be just working or walking normally or you can fight it and i i, I was just like so close from just turning around and just hitting him as hard as I could with the right cross on the face, just knock him out yeah. and just eliminate threat. Nobody would ever see us. Yeah. He already was a threat to us. And you know, like nobody would see what happened there. But you know, when you're in a dangerous situation, you know, you, you have to think different way. Like uh, we just stayed calm. I was like, okay, I was so close, but I was just holding myself because you know, like you never know when you when you have that stress, you think different way. And it's survival, and it's like 
That's why I recommend martial arts. So you have that confidence that you can defend your loved ones. Yeah, absolutely. Especially that you have that response, like you don't have to think what you do. It's straight away there. Kind of the dangerous part is like you never know, especially with the scums here. Everybody have a knife, especially those little pricks. Uh, who can't actually fight. So yeah, they, they can stab who, you with a screwdriver yeah, or something. They're just little shits. So it was like, I would put them all. It was like, it's if I would be me, I would just then put them in concentration camps and let them work. Not being mean, but like as a, as a teenager, whoever was like, they just come of the society. It was like, I remember being myself and it was like all those hormones bumping everything. It's like, you're not doing a lot of, not for your family, not for everyone. It was like, unless you're studying and try to develop, it was like, it's hard time. And if those who is like out just on the street, it was like, uh, I'm not, no, I was like, yeah, it was like, there's government who takes probably take care about it. But like, if those cause the problem, I would be looking into it. Like, yeah, get some good out of it. I'm not sure. I was thinking about myself. I was like, Jesus, if, with all that, that mess, what's in my head. It was like, if I would be put like kind of forced just to do some labor, something, I would learn habit of hard work and that would be probably some outcome as a, Financial, maybe, maybe, these, maybe financial. Maybe these people just need some mentors, and and also that's why actually when I when I watch some of the coaches that you know, like imagine Mike Tyson. Yeah. If he didn't find his mentor. Oh he, Jesus! Yeah. He the, was already in the juvenile jails for yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. Where, like he said, he had a bunch of crimes. Uh, you know, while yeah. he was thirteen. You can go down like sideways real quick. At that time, I was like recognizing myself that, that all the ideas what was in the head what to do and it was like zero care about your life and anybody else's life like i was like i was thinking after i was like i would be like out better if i would put in somewhere just to force to be work you live here you work here like for and then you go for mom, mom, i don't know for a for certain time month home like or you've been sent out somewhere to work and do being looked after it was like just you have to keep keep, keep busy and after like i'd say good good uh, kind of with some some restrictions that there's somebody who looks after you yeah i actually really liked we had like pre-army prep yeah did you yeah and it's i forgot how it's like i would be english called but like basically yeah pre-army is like some basic basic like scouting yeah all the weapons, uh, map readings, you go out, you do competitions. It was like once a year mm -hmm. or something. So that part felt like it was like you gained a lot from it. And it felt like it pulled together a few guys of us. It was like who was doing the same thing. It felt like we going there when it was like after gaining, gaining some basic knowledge of what's bigger picture was if something goes down. It was like, I really enjoyed that part. And it didn't went further though. It didn't went to the army. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, at that moment, I thought it's a waste of time, yeah. and so choose it to study at that point. Actually, when I had to go to my, you know, military training, yeah. uh, which we had in Slovakia, it was to be nine months, or you can go for one and a half year of civil service. Uh, I got a driving license from militaries for trucks and all that stuff, which I never use really. But I got a motorbike there and car and all that yeah. stuff, tractors, and I really became pacifist as I was doing my training over there. And uh, um, you know, it's just like. When you think about all that nationalism and all that stuff, when you know you think so proud, you fight for your country, and you know my family came from Austria and they flee the country because of the rise of Nazism over yeah. there, so they escaped um, the, the the you know Austria and yeah. and you know 
I didn't want to fight someone's war as a soldier in the future. I was quite aware of my grandparents. Yeah. And my parents remember the Soviets came and with tanks and took over. So I was all also kind of aware, what if there's another conflict? Yeah. I don't want to be pulled into this horror. So I just pulled myself out of it somehow and I didn't complete it. So even if there is something in the future, I, they can't call me. Yeah, you're kind of not advanced um, for it, yeah. Yeah, I just I just don't, don't feel like I would want to, you know, risk my life for some uh, political wars that yeah. usually are. Yeah, they, mostly, yeah, it's so just made. And when people feel really patriotic, yeah, well, I mean, on the one hand, yes, there's something noble and cool about it, but do I want to be sacrificed for this? I mean, yeah. I think as a society, as a world, we're still far away from becoming so good that we don't need armies because we're going to yeah. be so happy, so abundant in in the world yeah. that we don't need army because who would want to fight who? We would be so good looking after our happiness. I don't think it's going to happen, yeah. There's yet, always not someone yet. they play that role pretty well and they're managing everything. That's why I understand from army point of view that we still need, you know, strong weapons to show the other neighbors who would want to take over different, you know, like you have these different factions like Chinese, Russians, Americans, Europe, whatever, even like uh, simple things like uh, Pakistan and uh, India. If these two nuclear power powers have conflict and they start, oh, Jesus, draw, yeah. if these two, like, you know, different religions, different countries start to dropping nukes against each other, the whole world will feel it. So yeah, I'm definitely against any global conflict. And, you know, just, I hope at some point, you know, our politics and our whole consciousness on the planet will be so good that we will be so far away from any of these sort of, only in, even thoughts about we, we, it. I'd say we're far from it, yeah. I'd say we, all, all of us would need to, <laughs> I know it's stupid, but like all of us would need a little bit of psilocybin somehow to connect. <laughs> and it's not so going about mushrooms. I, I, it wouldn't be probably my words. Probably I heard it somewhere. Somebody probably said it already. And a lot of parents. Mac and I was saying something about a culture and how cu culture is not your friend. A culture is to enslave you, really, to be part of it. And he said, like, you just need to, you know, format your disc. And you know, if you don't have much time, you take DMT. If you have more time, take psilocybin. It's just like slowly changing up your programming you know you basically they talk about uh, you know we have filters in the brain and then through these sort of um, methods natural methods obviously like ayahuasca or psilocybin mushrooms yeah. they basically are like plant teachers and, yeah, and, and it actually they say in the past it helped the humanity to to be better hunters to have a better senses and inventings and language and and so on like imagine you are that some of the first humans on the planet like who started using language yeah you know like you think like how Ooh, much we evolved now yeah. we have we have uh, we have our products in the space now yeah we have internet and so i'm a big believer in progress and and i think we're gonna benefit hugely from the fact that you know we we're walking on the shoulders of giants in a way that if you use your phone and you can text your friends immediately all around the world, it's only because of thousands and thousands of genius people who spent hours and hours experimenting and bringing this technology together. So that is something I'm grateful for. And yeah. I think we are still gonna see some amazing things in the next few years, because if you look at look back on the last 30 years, 
you know, like I remember in my lifetime, yeah. black and white TV, no remotes. Jesus, yeah. Now look at our recording devices here yeah. and, and sharing the podcast with, you know, hundreds or thousands or millions of people as some more successful people TV do. studios didn't have so good a part, like they needed way more stuff and it was like, it was like nowhere close. We're moving, we're moving. Yeah. And um, that's why now, you know, like my big goal is to be sort of not ever worrying about money and to do things I enjoy and I love and I'm passionate about and whatever that is that fulfills me and not to worry about money because I really believe in abundance. And sometimes people don't see the abundance because they hate their life and they are in a nine to five job or they don't have a job and they just mentally not really there. What do you mean with abundance? Abundance is just something that things come to you. It could be, let's say, you know, you want to travel somewhere. So you have enough money to live somewhere for a couple of months. Um, mm. Abundance that you have enough income to and have in, uh, multiple incomes yeah. uh, and so you don't have to be slave to one company that is using you abu abusing you not treating you well yeah like you would have nine to five whenever you're not on like you just like cool slave. you can have a yes. once a month slave. year well once a year you can have holiday and rest of the time you have to be in work and yeah. it, you're not the one who makes a call like it's not like it was like uh, i want to take extra off because yeah. Saved up something or whatever. I think I think yeah. we're moving more into freelancing and all that stuff. Um, at least that's what I see. I know there's still a lot of jobs. Like you know, if I go to Lidl, somebody has to be at the checkout. Well, do they have to be at the checkout? Maybe not necessarily, but somebody yeah. definitely, some somebody or something has to bring the food on the shelf so I can pick it up. Yeah, you know. So there's still a lot of businesses, and you know, I, I mentioned that with Chris uh, in the last podcast that. You know, the AI is going to start to take over certain jobs like drivers Absolutely. jobs, uh, truck drivers and a lot of repetitive factory jobs. So I would always remind people already, like start working on your skills. So if, if you start losing these jobs, you already had two, three, four, five years ahead of the time that you can move and start doing stuff, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. But it's coming definitely. AI is like getting better and better. and. I'd say somebody, somehow we're gonna benefit from it as well. We've been benefiting so far and it's not like it was like, oh, replacing humans, something is like, no, make the things things more efficient and safer. Yeah, well, in, in a way, um, they will allow society to have more abundance because, you know, if, if we can produce enough of your everyday stuff, if the food is grown is at a higher rate, if your stuff that you need in your everyday life or for your hobbies, is coming at cheaper price or coming at higher rate of production, then, you know, like what we're gonna do with our time if we actually are more freed up yeah. from the heavy, uh, boring uh, labor that still a lot of people and obviously our Western society is using the cheaper countries, poorer countries economically to leverage their, you know, cheaper work workforce uh, for our benefits as well. So, and we can see that this, this distraction of that disturbance of that now with COVID and supply and demand as oh, uh, a huge demand and supply is limited. And we just realized like when you can't get certain pro uh, products like in computers, like graphics cards, for example, or for the last year, like barely can you buy it, you know, and it's overpriced. We only now realize how we depend on this global ecosystem of pro producing stuff, you know. 
Yeah, but it's like it, it had a huge impact, like globally, like in general. There was a lot of, I'd say, positive outcomes of that pandemic. It was like being locked down, and we needed to adapt. Everybody needed to adapt. Redial. If you went, if you came out of it not improving yourself in, and learning something in some type of way, it was like I was like you wasted the time, big time. Like yeah. you, you needed to get some lessons away for yourself. Whatever it was, go mental crazy and reborn again and realize like fuck this was awful it was like if this shit goes down it was like i need something whether you maybe you didn't have savings maybe you didn't have paid and now you realize there was like oops uh, it, it could go down whenever again and yeah. i have to change that i have to work on that you, yeah you have to i so, still believe it makes us stronger in a way and and also like when we fix our society a little bit after the damage and we realize well, there's a huge polarization as well you have you see the like when the covid came out the 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 chaos the destruction the looting especially in usa oh, big but time. in other countries too but uh, you can see that where the society is if it pushes its buttons yeah if you push the buttons you realize who is in your country who who is in your neighborhood yeah you know and, and i think in ireland we were really good yeah really good like if you look at these different uh, movements in USA and they were like absolutely trashing their towns and just taking it, you know, it's, you can see the disconnect yeah, between people. Like especially that organized and they're pulling in just to hype it up to make it happen actually. Yeah. To kind of to give approvals like, hey, yeah, we're doing this. I was like, wasn't in our head, but okay, once we emotionally evolved, it was like, let's go for it. And then it like goes down and Weirdly enough, it's been like since the centuries, I think so, hundreds of years ago, they've been all the time sending somebody in and just provoking is like all those interactions. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's been all the, all the time there. And it was like, that's good. And, and then throwing stone to the into the water, it was like, look, monster. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it was like, does anybody see? It's like, no, there was like, but you just have to say it and they will believe it. That, that, that that's one of the craziest stuff yeah as well anyway we covered so much stuff yes sir i think we're gonna wrap it up right here yep uh andres thank you so much for joining me on this podcast thank you indeed for having me yeah that was a real pleasure to have you and yeah i hope uh, we'll have you again soon we can discuss different topics and uh yeah have a good day man thank you oh, so much thank you man i'll see you soon thanks bye